0: What's happening guys? Sam Adams here and welcome to a brand new episode of A today for May the 2nd of 2019. My name is Samuel Adams and welcome to today's show. Of course, for those that are brand new to the program, this is a daily gaming news podcast where I bring you the hottest gaming news from around the industry and I let you guys know what is going on in the industry that we all love. We cover PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, PC, any kind of drama, studios getting acquired as we are talking about today. I cover it all for you right here five days a week. Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern Time, if you did want to check out the show and stay up to date. Uh, But as I said, today's topics do include a headliner, which is Epic Acquires Psionics. That is a pretty big deal. On top of that, we have a ton of Borderlands 3 news because yesterday was the big gameplay worldwide reveal. Uh, There was a big event with streamers and YouTube content creators from around the world, of which I was not one. However, we do have a lot of information about the big shooter coming later this year here. Steam has hit its 1 billionth user. On top of all of that, there is a new Earthworm gem game coming. However, there is a bit of a caveat in that it probably won't be coming to anything you will purchase. PlayStation Plus games for May 2019 have been revealed. On top of that, we have some pretty good Discord Nitro offerings coming for Star Wars Day. If you happen to be somebody that does subscribe to Discord Nitro, and hey, you might not even know, you get some pretty good free games. And finally, we have another video game movie coming our way. However, not exactly one you might expect. We have a Saints Row movie in production. So we'll talk more about that. Uh, but uh, again, if you are brand new to the show, do uh, you know, come on in, get you some gaming news, pull up a chair, and without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into today's top stories. Epic acquires Psionics and will remove Rocket League from sale on Steam later this year. However, there has been an update to this story, which we will report back on epic games has announced presumably in another giggling confetti shower of fortnite cash that it is in the process of acquiring four-wheeled footy phenomenon rocket league and its developer psionics for an undisclosed sum that's significant news given rocket league's enormous popularity it's sold over 10.5 million copies across all platforms with 57 million registered players and marks another wad flinging gambit in epic's aggressive grasp for pc storefront dominance By the end of the year, Rocket League will be removed from sale on Steam and become an Epic Games Store exclusive. Pause. Return to the update. Epic has offered an update on the confusingly worded statement issued to press earlier today regarding Rocket League's future status on Steam, now insisting that it has not announced plans to stop selling the game there. So that is what has been made clear. There is no current plan in action to halt the sales of the game on Steam. So now we return to the actual story itself. Rocket League's large Steam player base has no immediate need to panic, however. Until the transition is complete sometime in late 2019, Rocket League will remain on sale through Steam and Psyonix says it will continue to support the game on Valve's platform. Speaking to Variety, the developer clarified that Steam users will continue to receive patches, DLC, and all other content that hits the PC version of the game through the Epic Games Store. Additionally, in a short FAQ on the acquisition, Psyonix assured all players across all platforms that in the short term, nothing will change at all. We are still committed to providing Rocket League with frequent updates that have new features, new content, and new ways to play the game for as long as you will have us. In the longer term, Psyonix hopes to leverage our new relationship to grow the game in ways we could not do on our own before. We believe that bringing Rocket League to new audiences with more support is a win for everybody. It also says that Rocket League esports ecosystem will benefit as the deal significantly increases our potential reach and resources. The deal between Epic and Psyonix is currently due to be finalized at the end of the month or early June 2019 subject to customary closing conditions and so it does appear that psionics is being acquired by the guys over there at epic games and again this has been received with a lot of heat online of course people do not like the epic Games store and they do not like epic in its current state because it does seem to be kind of uh, going on a tirade across the gaming industry pretty much absorbing any kind of companies that it can find, and of course buying exclusives such as Borderlands 3 being a timed exclusive on the Epic Games Store, which is one that a lot of people uh, got up in arms about. Now if you've been following my channel for a while, you'll know this isn't something that really bugs me at all. It doesn't really grind my gears, so to speak. It's perfectly fine because this is how business is done. Uh, Whenever you see a potential match made in heaven, an offer is made, and lo and behold, most parties tend to benefit in the long run, and Epic has a pretty good track record of, you know, doing what's right by the companies they are acquiring, uh, doing what's right by the games they are pumping out, and so... We will see where this one does end up. Uh, Now, I do want to point out again and highlight that nothing is changing in the immediate. Uh, It is all going to be a long-term kind of gradual shift from Steam to Epic Games Store, I would assume. Uh, And on top of that, we don't even know if it will uh, stop being sold on Steam. I would assume, if I had to hypothesize, that Rocket League will eventually be an Epic Games Store exclusive, but those that do have the game on Steam will be able to play it, etc. Kind of in the same way that you have Metro Exodus being treated. Uh, where that game was launched on the Epic Games Store. However, those that did pre-order on Steam still had an access to the Steam copy. So it was kind of a, a big mess in a way. And I think that might be a little bit of what we are going to be getting here. However, Epic is still on a big run when it comes to acquiring studios, when it comes to acquiring games uh, for their Epic Games storefront, and Rocket League is a big win because, of course, Rocket League was launched a couple of years back as a an, an, an indie in a way, but it also had a lot of movement behind it because of its initial launching on the PlayStation Plus program. Of course, those that had PlayStation Plus got the game on launch day for free, and that's where I originally started playing it, and considering the, you know size the sheer girth of the the thickness if you will of the PlayStation community people fell in love with this game and it became a worldwide sensation basically overnight and it pretty much has not really lost too much steam since then and of course it's come to platforms uh near and far even to the Nintendo Switch and so to see it coming to the Epic Games Store is not necessarily shocking uh, but the acquisition of Sionics itself is something that is very shocking to me but Going back to the esports point, I think that's something that a lot of people are overlooking here. Rocket League has an incredible amount of potential as an esport, and I know that some people don't like esports, I know that it's not everybody's cup of tea, Uh, but it's a big part of gaming going forward, because you have GameStop even acknowledging, hey... Our model isn't working. Let's make an esports tournament, I guess, venue uh, in Texas, and that's a big move. And of course, that's something that may or may not pan out for GameStop. But it shows the influence that esports can have on the industry as a whole. Whenever you're impacting things that are as foundational as the name GameStop is in the United States. Uh, and so, whenever you're looking at this, whenever you're looking at the acquisition of Psionics by Epic Games, this is going to pump more money into the game itself, and this is going to pump more money into where Rocket League and potentially future projects can go. So it's not necessarily a bad thing. However, inevitably, I will have people on Twitter. I will have people in the YouTube comments section. I will see people on Twitter uh, in the comments of the initial posting or the initial tweet just ranting and raving about how everybody is abandoning Steam, which is very wrong. People are not abandoning Steam. Uh, but inevitably, fanboys will get upset about this. But you can't help. When business is done however let's move on to another game that is coming to the epic game store borderlands 3 because as i said yesterday was a big day for borderlands fans of course there was a big event where borderlands 3 gameplay was shown off and streamers from around the world gathered in one location to play the game early and stream it to their communities a very cool twitch extension has been unveiled if you guys do enjoy watching some twitch streams you can get some free loot uh, for your borderlands 3 experience however Borderlands 3's strategy for competing in the looter shooter space is to stick to our guns, and to be quite honest with you, before I even dive into this story, let's make it very clear, there isn't too much competition going on right now. Anthem kind of tanked, Destiny 2 is in a weird spot, Borderlands 3 is the best looking looter shooter since I would say the original Destiny came out, but I digress. When Borderlands released, there wasn't really anything else like it. Fast forward to 2019, and we've got Anthem, Destiny, and The Division. So where does Gearbox's sell shaded shooter, wow they chose that, fit in. I think Borderlands, the way we do looting and shooting is strong in itself, lead boss designer Matt Cox explained. Obviously, we recognize that there are way more entries into the looter shooter genre that decided to do their own twist. I think the best decision we made is to remain Borderlands and double down on the things we do so well. I think people are ready for more Borderlands, but bigger and better. Sticking to our guns is the best strategy. Borderlands 3 is definitely a game from the bigger is better school of thought. There are more guns, more more abilities, more vehicles, and more locations. You have a spaceship, you can fly to planets, some of the guns have legs. It's everything you would expect from a game that originally sold itself on how many weapons you could collect. I don't want to say it separates us from other types of games, because I enjoy playing those other types of games, but I think the depth of our characters, the way we do loot, where you actually see the loot when you open the chest, is a perfect pinata moment. Everything you can get is right there, Cox said. Rather than following trends and shoehorning a battle royale mode in, Gearbox is hoping that doubling down on what fans of the original love is the best tactic. We will find out if it pays off when Borderlands 3 releases on September the 13th. With microtransactions, sort of, sort of. Now, Randy Pitchford got very offended by Game Informer on Twitter. Whenever they posted, the microtransactions were going to be in the game. However... These are fine, they're not a big deal for me. Gearbox and 2K haven't exactly been clear when it comes to Borderlands 3's microtransactions, but it now sounds like the third game will largely be sticking to the model of its predecessor. There won't be free-to-play style microtransactions, but there will be DLC heads and skins that you will be able to purchase. As you can plainly see, we've made a commitment to what Borderlands is and supposed to be. CEO Randy Pitchford said, We have made a commitment to the story, style, and design that our fans have told us loud and clear that they cherish and want us to preserve in Borderlands 3. There is no microtransaction-y free-to-play kind of stuff. Pitchford repeated this in different words during the gameplay reveal livestream on Wednesday. We're going to do some kick-ass campaign DLC, and I'm sure we're going to do all kinds of fun customizations like heads and skins, but we are not doing any of that free-to-play junk. There is not going to be any microtransactions. There are not going to be any of that nonsense, he said director paul sage clarified that while skins heads and auxiliary equipment will be available for purchase they won't be pay to win and gearbox is not going down the games as a service route he also confirmed that there are no plans at all for microtransaction currencies or similar things that players will be pushed to buy this is not to say that borderlands 3 won't drain your back balance if you let it Borderlands 2 also didn't have in-game microtransactions, but it did have almost 50 pieces of DLC, including a Season Pass, new characters, quests, equipment, skins, boost, you name it, you could get it. In the latest game, much of this is already available via the Season Pass and various editions. The $80 Deluxe Edition comes with three cosmetic packs, a weapon pack, and an XP and loot drop boost mod. For 100 bucks, you can get the Super Deluxe version, complete with the Season Pass, and for a whopping 250 you can pick up the fanciest edition with its cloth map, figurines ship model and art of course that my friends you put that on tinder you're going to get some dates without a doubt and so the final borderlands topic of the day in-game details are coming at e3 with four story dlc packs planned as well as raids and events Borderlands 3 is getting raids and four pieces of premium story DLC during today's Borderlands 3 gameplay event. We got a chance, they say at VG24Seven, to talk to lead box, bo- excuse me, boss designer Matt Cox. During the chat, we asked what Gearbox has planned for Borderlands 3's endgame, an important part of the modern looter shooter. While Cox was not at liberty to lay out the studio's plans, he did confirm that there are four big story expansions coming, as well as some in-game updates and events, including raids. We are going to be releasing more details about in-game around E3, Cox said. Like any other Borderlands game, we will have four story-based DLCs, we'll have special events, as well as raids. The details on how that shakes out will be announced later, but there is plenty of in-game. And of course, as I have said previously, the game is coming out September the 13th of 2019. And so Borderlands 3, what are my thoughts so far? I watched about 30 minutes of gameplay yesterday. I didn't dive in and sit there for hours and hours and hours watching the game, but I can tell you right now that this is 100% authentically Borderlands. That's what this really does come down to. The microtransactions are not a big deal. As they said, Borderlands 2 was riddled with microtransactions, but in a way that wasn't overbearing, in a way that you could completely and totally avoid if you did want to avoid them. And I think that's the key in the modern 2019 gaming space. If you can avoid Microtransactions, but they still exist, then the developer has hit a pretty good spot because there are some people out there that are willing to chunk thousands of dollars into microtransactions, and to deny them the opportunity to do that is completely and totally just abandoning free money. Uh, so for a developer to not have that option in their game doesn't make any sense when it really comes down to it so to have it included is pretty much a no-brainer but the key is the balance the key is not enticing somebody like me that might not be made of money uh, to feel compelled to purchase these things and instead compel those that actually have a ton of expendable income to chunk their money at your game and it's a very difficult balance to strike however I have faith that they will do that over a gearbox and Randy Pitchford is very confident in this game that's pretty much the entire consensus I've been seeing he is so incredibly confident in this product, as he should be, because it looks very, very good. Uh, the art style is phenomenal uh, within the game itself. On top of that, I love the way that there are just guns upon guns upon guns. There are so many guns in this game, and it is just mind-blowingly good-looking. They took cell shading to the next level. It's like whenever you see Borderlands 2, there's a specific art style to it but they have taken that art style and they have amplified it within borderlands 3 to make it something truly special and it really is something you should take a look at if you have not seen the gameplay reveal trailer uh, it is of course up on youtube right now inevitably getting millions of views but it is phenomenal give it a look i am very excited about borderlands however the game itself is not going to be coming to steam just yet but when it does it will have over 1 billion users that have access to Borderlands 3. I was trying to make a transition there, it sort of kind of works. Steam apparently just hit its 1 billionth user, so where do they go from here? Steam user Amused Silent Dragonfly, you yes, you, are now a legendary statistic. As found by the service Steam ID Finder, Valve's platform has now hit one billion users. The discovery was made this week, but actually happened on April 28th as the aforementioned Soul hit confirm on their Steam account. Amid the Half-Life series and their on and off struggles with their software arm, all of their hardware efforts, two major VR projects, tons of storefront drama, and a partridge in a pear tree, they are still a major driving force in the gaming industry today. As PC Games in reports, roughly 90 million of those billion are active monthly users, as in they are actually signing in and doing something instead of just accumulating wealth. How many people have a billion games in their backlog never touched? Probably all one billion. The future is exciting for Valve. Of course, we talked about the Valve Index yesterday, their brand new VR headset. And on top of that, they have a couple of games in development alongside some Half-Life 3 rumors, which are unfounded and likely complete and total bullshit, uh, but... Outside of that, 1 billion monthly users, just kidding, 1 billion users in total, Uh, very impressive statistic right there, but of course, Steam has been around for a hot minute, and if you have a gaming PC, there is at least a 96% chance, I would guesstimate, uh, that you have some kind of of steam account and you have steam installed on your PC now whether or not you use that on a monthly basis is kind of up in the air of course now you do have alternative storefronts where you don't necessarily even have to use steam if you do not want to but up until this point if you have wanted to play the biggest games on PC you have pretty much needed steam and that still is a statement that is very relevant today if you have a gaming PC you kind of sort of need steam just to play games Uh, but That's not necessarily a bad thing. Of course, over the past few weeks, we've been talking more about the Epic Games Store. I'm in support of the Epic Games Store. I see that competition breeds success throughout the entire industry because it pushes changes. All of this is good. But when it comes down to it steam is fine you know like steam is a good storefront steam is a good launcher there's nothing wrong inherently with steam and i'm happy to see that it has hit 1 billion users because that's a lot of people you know when you think about how many people are in the world that is a good chunk of them uh so if you don't have steam i would highly encourage you to check it out install it see if it's something you might be interested in picking up a couple of games on because hey it's the go-to pc storefront but the new Earthworm Jim game will not be on it. The creators of Earthworm Jim are reuniting for a console game, but you will need Amico, the new Intellivision console due, (laughs) why, due October 2020 to play it. That's right, Earthworm Jim is coming back, but nothing. That you own will be able to play it amico is said to be a console for exclusive retro themed games remakes and new titles such as this new earthworm gym game the console itself will cost between 150 and 180 dollars with downloadable games priced between three dollars and eight dollars tommy tallarico who is conveniently both in television's boss as well as earthworm gym one and 2's composer will lead the project nine other team members are also on board We have been talking about this moment for many years. It's a dream come true to finally get the entire team back together, Tallarico said. We are looking forward to sharing a small part of our reunion and initial design meeting with fans from around the world. The team will hold a 20-minute live stream this Saturday, May 4th at 8pm UK time to discuss the project and give away signed posters. A new Earthworm Jim game has been a long time coming. Back in 2012, former Shiny Entertainment boss David Perry told Eurogamer he was sure it would happen someday. Our problem, he says, is that the team is all doing well in whatever they're doing right now we have our own little discussion group on facebook we've been having this discussion when will it happen when could we do it what would make sense and so if you did want to check out the new earthworm gem game you better pre-order one of those amico consoles because that's the only way at least i would hypothesize at launch that you will be able to play it now I will be the first to admit I had completely and totally forgotten about this Amico device but I will say it's a cool concept so I'm not completely and totally opposed to this kind of device existing because again the retro market is so huge in 2019 and even i would say starting in around 2016 it just is something that keeps on going and so to be able to uh, ensure that people are able to get a specifically retro tuned experience is something that i think there is a market for and so the amico could very well turn out to be a pretty cool piece of hardware uh, but again to restrict new games specifically an earthworm gym game which of course has an entirely Called following uh i don't know about that one chief so we'll see what happens with that uh hopefully more of these games will come out to stuff like playstation 4 perhaps in the future uh, more will come out to pc of course and earthworm gym would do very well on pc in its current state maybe they could sign an exclusivity contract with epic games and get people even more heated about it however maybe you don't want to play earthworm gym maybe you want to play some freebies And PlayStation Plus has you hooked up because free games are coming for May of 2019 and they are two pretty awesome indies. A couple of indie darlings will be available to PlayStation Plus subscribers in May 2019. Both Overcooked and What Remains of Edith Finch will be available to PlayStation Plus subscribers starting on May the 7th of 2019. The current crop of games falls in line with how Sony has handled the previous two months. Since Sony dropped PS3 and Vita games, only two games have been offered each time. March 2019, the first month without these two systems, offered The Witness and Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered. The April 2019 lineup, which is currently available right now, includes Conan X, styles and The Surge, and of course, as a reminder, those games are still available until May the 6th of 2019. While the quantity of games may still bother some, especially with the most recent game coming from 2017, the quality is still there. Overcooked, which plays like a multiplayer diner Dash, was highly successful eventually spawning a sequel, Overcooked 2. What remains of Edith Finch, on the other hand, is almost the complete opposite style of game. It's a moody, narrative-driven first-person adventure. Our review, they say at PlayStation Lifestyle, called it one of the most engaging pieces of interactive storytelling. If anything, it can be seen as an improvement over the previous group of games, at least. Ultimately, the debate rages on whether Sony's handling of the PlayStation Plus free games is worthwhile, and of course, we will see how they treat it with PlayStation 5, but two games per month for free, a little low, you know, in comparison to what's offered from Xbox Live, Uh, because of course, if you do have games with gold, you get four games per month traditionally uh, which include two xbox one games and then two xbox 360 games which are backwards compatible on the xbox one and i would also say the only reason they're still offered because backwards compatibility makes that an option Uh, but if you did want to dive in overcooked is a game that i have watched a good bit of of course very fun if you are a streamer if you want to make some youtube content some people play overcooked and they play it pretty well but overwhelmingly, if you have a couple of friends over to your place, that's a very fun game just to sit down and and have a good time with. It's a fun little party game. Edith Finch, however, might be fun if you get like a whole bunch of goth people together and you go to Hot Topic and then and then come back and get on Tumblr, and then you play What Remains of the Finch. Uh, that's pretty much what you're going to be getting from that. Very emotional, impactful experience with that one. So a little bit of something for both ends of the spectrum here. Of course, PlayStation Plus, still I would say this month better than Xbox Live Gold, even though it only has two games offered as compared to Xbox Live's 4. When it comes down to it, the quality of the games matter, and you get two pretty good indies here on Xbox Live Gold. You get four... eh... It's it's fine, but I mean, I guess you can't have winners every month. But if you do have Discord Nitro, you could get a couple of winners this weekend. 11 more games are coming to Discord Nitro's game subscription service after collaboration with Lucasfilm and Disney, according to a press release. 7 of the titles are from the Star Wars universe. Also, pause decky in the chat. Subscribe to Tier 1 for 4 months in a row with a 3-month streak. Time sure flies, my friend. I appreciate you very much. Thank you for being here and thank you for hanging out. Continuing, the announcement comes just in time for May the 4th, which is colloquially known as Star Wars Day. The informal holiday comes from a play on the phrase May the Force be with you as in May the 4th be with you. It is the Mike Tyson Star Wars holiday. Discord is best known as a free communication service popular with gamers, which allows users to voice and text chat with friends while playing games. Last year Discord started its own curated store of digital games, a universal game launcher function and its own game subscription service, Nitro, for 10 bucks a month. Users can get access to more than 80 select games. On Wednesday, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic and Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 2 The Sith Lords will be available via Nitro. Other games coming soon to Nitro, thanks to a new collaboration with Disney and Lucasfilm, include Star Wars Jedi Knight Academy. Wait, excuse me. Star Wars Jedi Knight Jedi Academy, Star Wars Republic Commando, The Secret of Monkey Island Special Edition, and Indiana Jones and The Fate of Atlantis. Two of those are not like the others. More titles are coming as well to be announced at a later date. And of course, Jason Citron, CEO of Discord, it might be Kitron, I don't know what the actual pronunciation is. Jason from Discord commented on the press release about how thrilled the company is to offer the new games. Star Wars is a huge part of our culture and we have all grown up experiencing this galaxy through films, games, and more. We are thrilled to work with such a massive brand to bring these iconic games to Nitro subscription service, Citron said. Our commitment to users is to work with the best in interactive entertainment to bring our players closer to the content and communities they love collaborating with lucasfilm and disney is a huge step in fulfilling that promise and of course in february discord partnered with 2k games to bring other titles including xcom enemy unknown and sid meyer's civilizations 4 complete to its nitro subscription service again those roman numerals they got me two days in a row but but i had to think about it we're good yeah uh, anyways if you do have discord nitro really good deal here of course 10 bucks a month gets you a pretty solid offering not quite as good as something like game pass but you know it's a pretty good way to get some freebies and discord is a big big part of gaming culture in 2019 of course it pretty much has single-handedly killed stuff like team and curse which of course twitch also killed curse because of acquisitions and whatnot uh, but It is the go-to communication service for many gamers in the current state. And on top of that, the way that it really does meet people where they are and fulfills the needs of a variety of programs in a kind of one-stop shop experience is something that I don't see any other company doing. Uh, If you do not have discord installed even if you don't want to talk to anybody it is the best way to launch games on your pc if you go into discord it doesn't matter if you are playing fortnite it doesn't matter if you are playing battlefield 5 it doesn't matter if you are playing something on steam if you have eight different launchers discord can launch them all that is phenomenal because it unifies everything and that's something that i think a lot of a lot of people could use and a lot of people don't really use uh so if you did want to check out Discord Nitro, again, it's 10 bucks a month. You get access to over 80 games, and some of those are going to be Star Wars games for May the 4th. But if you don't like games, number one, why you here? Number two, I have a movie for you. Saints Row movie is in development with the Fate of the Furious director. F Gary Grey. I almost said F Gary Gary. All right then. F Gary Grey, director of The Fate of the Furious, is set to direct a film adaptation of the Saints Row video games. As reported by Deadline, development is still in its early stages, but Greg Russo is attached to write the screenplay. Russo is currently scripting the Mortal Kombat movie reboot. For... Oh god. No. Let me out. Russo is currently scripting the Mortal Kombat movie reboot for Warner Brothers as well as the Resident Evil movie reboot. Oh my god, this is happening. Oh no. Oh, that's bad. I hope it's good, but my hopes aren't high. So far, there is no story detail, but the film will presumably take plenty of inspiration from the games, which followed the exploits of the Third Street Saints gang in the fictional cities of Stillwater and Steelport. The series' debut on Xbox 360 was somewhat serious, but the sequels increased the amount of comedy and outlandish action involved. As such, the director of the Fast and Furious film sees... It as an ideal fit. Gray's current project is Men in Black International, which releases June 14th, and he previously directed straight out of Compton. If you are interested in Gray's work, of course, IGN has full reports on tons of his movies. But on top of that, what do we think about the Saints Row movie? It could very well fit in a world where there are these just stupid action popcorn movies. Saints Row fits right in with that. And as they mentioned, the original entry into the Saints Row franchise, the debut, was way too serious. Now you get stuff like Saints Row the Third, which is the one that prominently comes to mind, where it is just over-the-top stupid action. That's really what it is. It's almost like Grand Theft Auto, but inherently over-the-top, inherently comedic, inherently insane. That's what we get with Saints Row. And of course, you might be saying, Sam, Grand Theft Auto is already all of those things. I'm talking about that. Amplified. Saints Row is insane. So, of course, in a movie format, very well could work if you have tons of explosions, if you have, uh, you know, charismatic individuals who are probably a little bit larger than life, so to speak. uh, That is really where I see this movie doing well. Again, will it do well? Perhaps. Uh, It might be one of those things where you could be strolling through your local dollar store and you could find it on DVD in a couple of a couple of months after launch. But I suppose we'll have to see. Again, Mortal Kombat movies and Resident Evil movies, it just doesn't seem like they ever do well. They just never really hit the expectations of a lot of fans. And we saw this with the Tomb Raider movie that came out a couple of years back. And even a couple of more years back, the Assassin's Creed movie, which was abysmal. Um, so you just—I just uh, I just don't know if this ever works. Games are better as games in the current state, but... I would love to be proven wrong. That's pretty much where it sits. Now, Decky in the chat has a good point. Michael Bay. Let's get some Michael Bay action going on some some Saints Row. Because to be able to blow up a building and keep that explosion going for, I don't know, 10 to 15 minutes. That. That's where it's at. But. That rounds out today's episode of Caffeinate. Of course, if you are brand new to the show, be sure to click that subscribe button over there on YouTube if you are watching on YouTube because the show is hosted five days a week, Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern time. And it's always put up on YouTube after the live show on twitch.tv slash Samuel Adams. But it's also available via podcast services around the world. And links for all of that can be found via my social media feeds, all of that good stuff if you did want to check it out. But until tomorrow, I appreciate you guys being here. I will talk to you soon. And... Peace.